This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. All right, check, check, check. Hello, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Because I know you can be listening to so many other things, but you came in today to check out this show. Uh, maybe, you, maybe you came here because of some clickbaity title. Maybe you came here because of the guest that I have. Maybe you came here because you just need to scratch your own itch. And I want to let you know that you're listening to this for a reason, not just by accident. Like this is, this is for a reason. So make something out of it. I mean, I'm super thrilled to have you because I know for a fact that my guest today, Kurt Mercadante, is one wicked awesome dude. A little bit about Kurt is he's an international coach and speaker who helps people live the freedom lifestyle. And we're going to go into what exactly is the freedom lifestyle and what he does and, and who he is. So, without further ado, give a warm welcome to the one and only Kurt Mercadante. Thanks for that that introduction, and uh, I really appreciate. It. I you know I've been following you and connected with you on various social media sites for a while, and you always have very entertaining Facebook posts. So, I appreciate that. Uh dude, of course. I uh, you know trying to trying to turn one frown upside down a day, uh, trying to be <laughs> be the best part of people's days, and I think that. Yeah, likewise, my friend. Um, it's really great to connect. But, um, you know, some people don't know who you are and, and they don't know what you do. And and I think that um, it would be really cool to kind of give a short story about, you know, what sums up Kurt Mercadante and has maybe a little uh, golden nugget of a message to to why he does what he does. Sure. Yeah. So I, um, I've created three businesses. They've all done six figures in year one. I had a real successful, uh, seven figure PR and ad agency and it was just one person. So that was some decent money. And I shut it down at peak revenue cause I was unfulfilled. And that came after several years of anxiety attacks, you know, stomach pain so bad. I was rolling around in the fetal position, you know, working from home and still not seeing my wife and kids enough. And when my father passed away in 2012, you know, he had done some really cool things, worked on the space program, helped design fighter jets, led the team that designed all the electronic switches on the Boeing 777. Yet at his wake, like no one mentioned his career. It was all about what he did as a husband and a father and volunteer. And, you know, he was at my track meets and, cro- and cross country meets and all that good stuff. 
and it, it, it really dawned on me that he had set this example and here I was not following it. And so that really started a journey of, of, uh, to find fulfillment in that, listen, I had some financial freedom, but something else was missing and I, I no longer wanted to wait for it, but I didn't know what that was. And around that time I had started coaching people as a side hustle. And, um, I, I quick, fast realized that on the days at which I coach people, that gap that I had inside of me was full. And I realized that I really didn't like what I was doing with my agency. I really loved coaching, but I was afraid to leave, right? Because the money was good and we had a mortgage and we had cars, we have all this. And that went on for a few years until it just all came to a head. And one day I just upped and shut down my agency at peak revenue overnight and had to really make the coaching thing work full time. And so for the past two years, um, I've been coaching, uh, speaking around the world and really trying to get people to live the freedom lifestyle where, you know, they might be an executive who's making some good cash, but their health and fitness sucks. Their mental health sucks. Their relationships are horrible. And, you know, when I ask them, how's your relationship? And they have to think about it and pause, like if they're married, right? They have to pause for even a split second. That that says everything, right? How's your health and fitness? How's this? Um you know, my, my mom tells me a story about how my dad was so wrapped up in work in the launch of the first digital sewing machine that he missed my birth and wasn't there for it. Now, he changed after he lost his job in the 50s and, and the, like the last 20, 30 years of his life, he was fully aligned in his life. You know, he, he aligned his work, family, and self. And that's where I want to get people to be, where they're not missing the times, not only in their own life, but the, the most important times in their, the life of the, the ones they love and that they align. Listen, there's nothing. I'm a capitalist free market dude. So nothing wrong with making a lot of money, but make sure that you're not um, ignoring the other parts of your life as you do it. And so I like to help people live that freedom lifestyle, a life in which they're fulfilled and in which all three facets of their life are, fire, are firing on all cylinders. Man, that is that is incredible work. Um, it's really thank uh, you. Crazy. I, you're welcome. Uh, I think it's really crazy though that um that I think people become life coaches because there's very little authority that needs to be reckoned with <laughs> to become one. Like you, you don't have to go to graduate school. You just kind of like become one. Um, what do you think is is sort of um a couple of myths that you'd like to dispel for people for what coaching really is. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's not, um, coaching is not, uh, you know, we're not doctors, we're not therapists. It's just like a track coach, right? They, it's someone who can help you discover what's within you and get the best out of you and maybe motivate you, help you put together a roadmap. But in the end, you got to run the race. You got to do the training there's some people who I think, you know, mistake a coach for someone who you're the coach, you're the track coach, you're going to put them on your back and run the race for them and do the training for them. Um, but in this society where everything can be solved with a little pill, I think people want some quick outs. They want to be able to take the pill and ease the pain, uh, literal pain, mental pain, or figurative pain. I think to your point, though, there's a lot of people who are full of shit out there. And, you know, there's one guy who I know would constantly reach out to me for help. And I know he would reach out to other coaches for help. And his business idea was never coming to fruition. He was always scared to escape his current job for fear. He would talk to us about how he just felt so poor about his life. 
And next thing I know, he's getting a certification to become a coach. And I think that shows you that, listen, I have a certification from Gallup, but in the end, it shows you that certifications aren't worth the paper they're printed on, much like a college degree. And so you have to find a coach that not only has experience doing some of the things that you would like to do, um, and, and there's limits to that too, right? Because are you, are you going to limit your oncologists to people who have either had or died of cancer? Of course not, <laughs> right? Uh, but you want them to have some training. You don't want to have their first uh, the first uh, surgery on your brain or th- that you ever have done be the first surgery they've ever you know done in their entire life. But you also want to find out. Um, their, uh, kind of their style, their personality and see if it clicks. That's extremely important. You know, there's people who I know are just not going to be a good fit for me. And so they refer them to others. You know, my coach is Fraser Cameron. He doesn't have a certification. Um, and he's fundamentally helped change my life. I do have a certification. Could I do what I do without the certification? You bet. I mean, 90% of what I do is stuff I've learned over the years, uh, through building my business and, and through trial and error and kind of overcoming some of the things that I went through. So, um, it's just like anything else. A college degree does not guarantee. And I think a lot of employers are realizing this. And a lot of people with college degrees realize this, that you have a piece of paper and you come in and you know, you don't know how to wipe your ass. Like, okay, (laughs) there's limits of the paper. (laughs) I can't believe it, man. Like I love how real and raw you are right now. Um, which is really like what my audience loves and what I love. And, and I, I mean, I'm being selfish because um, really I, I'm curious about like the process of coaching. Um, but even more so, I think that uh, what you said that really stuck out to me is like, if you hire a coach and you're kind of overweight, which, which I'll use the analogy of an overweight person with the mind, if your mind is overweight and you got some stuff that you got to figure out, that stuff's not going to fix on its own. And you're not going to just lose weight by hiring someone. You actually got to do the work, right? You actually got to go to the gym. You got to do the mental exercises that Kurt may prescribe. Um, because we're on this topic and then we'll kind of pivot into uh, what I want to call about LinkedIn tips and stuff like that. Um, what is one exercise or piece of homework that you'd like to, to kind of give somebody to maybe do that mental exercise and, um, you know, gain some clarity or something. Yeah. So a lot of people feel like something's missing and they don't know what it is. And they've been searching for work-life balance, which I think is total BS, right? Because, you know, you think of a tightrope and you're trying to balance on the tightrope, right? That's not good for anyone if that's how you're living your life. Or a lot of people look at balance as, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to ignore my relationships and my self-care for a couple of weeks. And in the end, it'll all balance out because I'll come up and I'll, 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 I'll take a day off. Maybe we'll go on a small vacation. But then the weeks turn into months, turn into years, and it turns into when I'm 65, it'll all balance out. But like just in my own family, in my own circle, like people get to 65, knee replacement, heart attack, cancer, stroke, whatever it is. And there's no guarantee that we're going to be here in 20 minutes from now, much less 65. So they're constantly waiting in the name of balance. And so the key is alignment and it's aligning your family, self and work in a way that works for you. So one tip that I have is draw a piece a circle and a piece of paper. That's going to be a pizza pie. And the, the pie is going to have three pieces, one slice for family, one slice for self, one slice for work. 
and draw each slice. The size of it has to be in direct proportion to the amount of time and mind share and worry and anxiety you give to each area. So like if, if you work 40 hours a week, but you spend your entire Saturday, even if you're at your kid's soccer game, thinking about work and worrying about work, like count that into the size of the slice, right? So you make those slices. Then you redraw those slices right on top of that initial pizza pie, how you would like the size of each slice to be. You know, if you had a magic wand and waved it, right? I've never had anyone who wanted a bigger work slice. <laughs> I've never had anyone who needed a smaller self slice. Usually that's where we, you know, you want, you, you, their work's too big. I've worked with, uh, I've had some, some moms that I've worked with who quite honestly needed to make the family slice smaller. But it has to be in a way that works for you. And when I first started doing this, I thought, well, it's so simplistic. People are just going to, you know, they're going to know the answer. The process of drawing it has so many people they draw and they're like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Oh my gosh, I'm so far off. Because if, if you do it honestly with yourself and you give you permission to actually look at, you know, and define what you want your life to look at, like, you know, you see that gap in some of those slices and you can determine what areas of your life need better alignment and then start the process of, all right, what does that look like and how do I get there and reverse engineer it to today? Dude, I'm so wicked pumped about this little exercise. Uh, I love it because it is so simple, but so perplexed at the same time. And um, I'd even love to to maybe start a little like, uh, uh, I don't know, viral thing going into it is, uh, you know, because we're going to go into LinkedIn tips. Because um, some people just don't know when to post. People don't know what to post. Maybe post this, you know, post this. Uh, I think LinkedIn loves vulnerability. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. But Yeah, so uh, I, ha- I actually have a link I'll send to you. And um, I don't know if you post stuff in the show notes, but it's, it's kurtmercadante.com slash work dash life dash balance. I'll send it to you. We've had almost 300 downloads of the pizza pie activity in the last two weeks. So I have a link to it and uh, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot it to you when we're off and uh, yeah, share away, please. Cool. Cool. And I'll make it super simple. Um, my friends that are tuning in can just uh, do a flick of the finger and get, um, get registered with that right away. So uh, going into LinkedIn, uh, I'd love to go kind of like an average day of Kurt Mercadante's use of LinkedIn and what he's kind of learned that what, what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. So it's a moving target. And when I first started and and went into coaching, I tried, you know, what everyone says you're supposed to do. I did a webinar and a Facebook ads and I wasted a ton of money and and didn't get it going. And I went back to first principles and I'm like, I'm just going to do a video every single day. So I started posting it everywhere for 90 days. And the only place I got traction was LinkedIn. And I started getting, after about 60 days, inbound customers from LinkedIn. They would watch my video, and I said, you know, if this sounds like you, and if you want to fix it, give me a, give me or send me a message. And so it grew over the past year. And, you know, it's easy to become a slave to the algorithm in any social network. And so, you know, I'd post videos, and it was like between April and July, like I was getting uh, some videos, 400,000 video views, and then 20. And it was like every time I posted, oh, my gosh, it's great. And next thing I know, it's down to 200, but then it's back to 20,000 and then it's down, you know, and I know a lot of people who spend their days trying to beat the algorithm and we're going to hop in pods and we're going to do this. And I got caught up in that. And last fall, I declared my LinkedIn freedom and I said, screw that. 
you know, I'm going to have a million dollar coaching business. We're not going to be screwing around with algorithms. Right. And so we post when we want to post, you know, everyone says only post once a day. Well, we have different company pages. Now we're posting four times a day. We're having fun with it. We want to share a message. We're sharing it. Um, sometimes they get a hundred views. Sometimes they get 20,000 views, but try not to get obsessive about it. You know, I have people that I've brought on, you know, when you're building a business, one of the number one things you have to do is outsource, delegate. So I have people who help me edit my videos, uh, post my content, do those types types of things. Um, because that's exactly the lesson advice that I would give an entrepreneur hiring me, you know, outsource and delegate. And so I want to set a good example there. Yeah, man, I really love that a lot. I really, really love that. Uh, so, um, you know, it's funny because I think that I love that you know your super te- your expertise and then you go for it. And then you sort of, uh, on the side, delegate right away. Sorry, I got this person that's playing something in the background. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, ladies and gents, this is happening in real time. One of my non-negotiables is working out and I will even do a Skype interview while I work out total transparency. Um, nice. but so, uh, one thing that I got to get back on track though with is, uh, that you just have fun with it. That's the main thing. And I think so many businesses nowadays, they do think that like, just because they're on there for two days that they're going to receive all this notoriety and influence. And it takes time. So what uh, what sort of like time would you recommend for people spending on LinkedIn? And like even more so, what techniques are you using? Are you tagging people? Are you liking on other people's uh, um, content? What, what are you kind of doing a day in the life of Kurt Mercadante? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. And I know people get LinkedIn burnout because they're constantly on there, they're sharing, they're tagging, they're all doing all that. I mean, I try to spend like a half hour in the morning, half hour at night. You know, sometimes if I'm sitting in a doctor's office, I'll go through and I'll, I'll, I'll engage with people. I think engagement is key. I think, well, stepping back, consistency is key, consistency over intensity, because there's a lot of people who they post four videos and they're like, I, it didn't work. And then they're gone. Right. You remember when I started, I did 90 videos in 90 days. Now I'm posting four times a day, Uh, not necessarily video, but written posts, other types of posts. Um, It's that consistency that can build trust with your audience because they see you there every day. It can help build authority, too. If people start to believe what you say and they they check you out and they do those types of things and they're like, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. It takes consistency to do that over and over and over again. And I've seen people over the past year who were so into LinkedIn and they've just disappeared. And so sometimes it's a war of attrition uh, a little bit. But you shouldn't spend too much time on it, right? I mean, I, I think... I think with all social media, you know, there's studies now showing that, you know, spending so much time on your Facebook feed or whatever can cause depression, can uh, mimic signs of ADHD and those types of things. And so limiting it and focusing on what's possible, you know, that's true productivity overall. I know that after like a half hour of engagement, there's no real beneficial effect. It just is activity without progress. And so I do what I can. You know, a lot of people tag me in posts. Sometimes I don't see it. Sometimes I don't know it. Sometimes it's not relevant. They just kind of want to tag me and hope I comment so they can get some juice from it. Um, 
but I do have a lot of people who tag me who I've interacted with before and I try to go there, like comment on their stuff. Um, and, uh, that, that not only helps build reciprocity and community, uh, I get, I actually get a lot of traffic, not even from my posts, but just from commenting on other people's posts. Um, so it's, it's, it's very important, but don't get so hung up in, I know some people are like, oh my gosh, I get so hung up and I, I can't keep up with the tags and everything. If it starts to get stressful, stop it. Just don't do it. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Um, you really speak to people's hearts, I think. Um, so I want to acknowledge you for that. Like, thank you. You have a really great day, a great, great way of doing it. You're very welcome. Um, so I want to kind of like round it out, um, with some few questions that I think would be pretty cool um, because I think it would just help people uh, in a few ways to really break themselves open. And that's what we're here for, you know, like really like how can you get to the next level? So the first question is, um, what's your favorite book, Kurt? And uh, why? Yeah. So uh, my number one favorite book that I always recommend to people and a lot of people have read it, but it's worth rereading and I reread it all the time and I keep it near me because it's kind of like a little, when I need a little reminder is four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. And when I first read it, it was at a time where I was like, Oh, I'm going to implement this. But I was so trapped when I ran my agency that I didn't know how, or maybe I knew how I didn't have the courage to, to do it. Right. Um, and now I use those principles every day of the week but it's great for entrepreneurship. It's great for people who work in a nine to five. Hell, he even talks about outsourcing and hiring freelancers if you're in a nine to five, because if you can pay someone 30 bucks to do something that's going to save you two hours of time, then you look great to your boss. That's going to lead to a raise. That's going to lead to a promotion down the line. And so it's, you know, it's not just for entrepreneurs. Uh, it's for everyone. Oh man, I love that. Oh God, do I love that. Yeah. If you, Start to kind of get where Kurt's content is going is he really does live the freedom lifestyle. Like, I mean, I, I listened to an interview with you last night and you're like, yeah, people ask me like why I only work three hours a day or how I even do it. And it's because I, I want to be with my family. I want to do stuff that I actually love doing. And I want to be able to also uh, do stuff that's fulfilling. But I don't, uh, one thing that I think that you said that was really cool is you don't run by your schedule, but you um, you don't actually, uh, you don't prioritize your schedule. You schedule your priorities. And I was like, Oh man, fist bump virtually. So I love that idea that, you know, look at what your priorities are at the end of the day. Um, second to last question is, um, if people want to find more of you, where can they find you? Yeah. You can go to my website, kurtmercadante.com. And, uh, we just relaunched it. There's more content going up there. Um, but from there you can find your way to all my social networks, um, my online courses, all that good stuff. Sweet, 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 sweet. Um, last question that I got for you. Um, we already gave some people some homework, but I think, uh, it's never too bad to have a couple of exercises to do. Um, just cause I think it'll help them out. What's a self-inquisitive question that you like to ask yourself every day? Yeah. So a question I like to ask myself when I wake up, because the stories we tell ourselves and that self-talk is so important. And there's a lot of people and, and me included who wake up and the first thing we think is, oh, I got that damn conference call today. Oh, I got to meet with so-and-so today, right? That ruins your whole day because it's the, it's the story you're telling yourself. So instead, try this. Wake up in the morning and say, you know, what's awesome about today and what could make it even more awesome? That's a different way of saying, you know, 
it could be really, it could be more awesome if I keep that meeting with that jackass to five minutes instead of 20 minutes, you know? Uh, but you, you, you look at, you know, start with, you know, what's awesome is I'm above ground instead of six feet under. That's pretty good. You know, I'm going to spend time with my wife today or my kids or my husband or my spouse or my partner, whoever it is, start your day with that. And yes, it's gratitude, but it's also like, what could be even more awesome with it? And, um, it works for me and I know my clients, I've gotten some great feedback from them on that. That's wicked. Awesome. That is so cool. And I would love to have technology work for you instead of against you with this. And by simply setting an alarm that has a reminder, like what is good for your life today or what's, what are you looking forward to? You know, and it'll remind you that. So yeah, definitely take advantage of that. Thank you, Kurt, so much for coming on today, man. I really appreciate it. Like this, this talk has just been so rich. Um, and I can't wait until pe- uh, people listen to it. And please, if you do listen to this, please subscribe, please share it with somebody. If you found it inspirational at all, I know I found it inspirational, but at the end of the day, my absolute worst fear is that you just found this inspirational and you're not actually doing anything with it. So please, please, please listen to Kurt. I mean, this guy charges a ton for what he does so you're getting some real 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 juice for free and when you actually put in the work that's when you'll see signs of change in your life so kurt the floor is yours man i want to i want to just give it give it to you to say the last words if you want to say anything else yeah no i i appreciate your kind words and i i you know if i had to leave it with anyone it's it's you know what you said is you can be inspired, but not follow up with it and not do the work. And you have to realize that that's on you. If you don't do the work, then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that your life is something you're just defaulted into instead of realizing that it's a choice. But, you know, with choice comes responsibility to actually do the work, to make it happen, to reverse engineer that lifestyle you actually want and start making better choices today because there is no easy button for life. As much as we want a a drug to make our life better, an easy button to make our life better, whatever, you got to put in the work. So inspiration is great, but action added to that inspiration is much better. Oh man, that, uh, I want, I want to like record that and put in my intro. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, Kurt, I will let you go. Uh, stop the recording. Wow, you made it to the very end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with your host, Logan Tyler Nelson. To make it to the end? Gosh, that doesn't happen very much nowadays. I mean, especially with the constant distraction. So, I appreciate all of the efforts that you just took out of your day to make it to the end. And if you hit that subscribe button and leave a review, you would have no idea what that would mean to me. So thank you so much for taking the time to hit that subscribe button. And if you leave a review, check it out. Just screenshot it, send it to me, 
and I'd love to host your review out on the show. But don't ever forget, like I say, you matter and you're enough. Love is the main reason for how all this happened. Love for all my fans, love for all the shows. Got love for all my memories, no matter where I go. Even if I'm out to nothing, I know there's always something. It's not a fitness test, but it'll always be.